I just got quite a few, a few minutes uh, to share um, the word this morning that I believe the word will touch somebody here and your life will never be the same again. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, the, the Bible talks about um, Paul in 2 Corinthians 13, something we all know. I just want us to say it together. Let's say, let's share the grace as we say. One to go. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is a month of communion. So I'm going to be speaking on the title Grace, Love, and Fellowship. Let's say that together. Let's say it together as a church. Now, when you say the grace, it is something very profound. In other words, you are bringing the three persons of the Godhead together. You're talking about God, you're talking about the Son, and you're talking about the Holy Spirit. That is the total package. Someone say total package. You know, there is something good about the total package. You know, many of us, we struggle in different areas. Uh, something is good, another thing is bad. Your health is good, you don't have a job, you have a job. Things are happening in different places, things are in a mess in some other areas. But this morning, I release the grace of total package upon you. Amen. Three people got that. I release the grace of total package upon you. Amen. King Solomon said, the Lord has given me rest on every side. And there is no adversary and no disaster. Amen, someone. Amen. This is the only place in the New Testament where the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit were brought together in this kind of blessing. So we look at it in three parts. The first part is the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Let's say that together. You probably know that it means partnership, it means communion. It means participation. It's like a bit of an agreement. Praise God. So you are partnering with the Holy Spirit. It comes from the Greek word called koinonia. K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. Communion purpose. It's the same word used in Philippians 2. When Paul said, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Now you begin to wonder why people who are, they call them spiritualists, where we live in New Jersey and New York, I don't know what you call them here, but people you go to, they may read your palm, they want to tell you your future. Uh, they can claim to tell you your past. They just do a few things and then you pay them some money. Glory to God. Somebody. Now, the Holy Spirit has been given unto us to help us to remember all things. So if you are in communion and in communication with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to go to any spiritualist, any astrology, even to read your palms. Are you here, somebody? You know, the world, they want to know what's going to happen in the future. But the astrologists, 
may be able to guess what will happen in your future, but the difference is that that, that person can never change the future. Yes. You don't understand what I'm talking about. Yes. The God whom we serve through the Holy Spirit can reveal the future to you, can give you a word of warning, and can change things, can change the course of your life in a way that your life will never be the same again. I thought I had an amen. amen. Glory to God, somebody. And if you desire to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, if you want to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, if you want the touch of the Holy Spirit, He is available even to do all those things with you. And the Bible says in Romans 8.26, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Sometimes we don't know what to pray for. But the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, intercedes for us through wordless groans. The Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Now listen to this. The, the Bible says our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Is that not correct? And the Bible says Jesus is seated on the right side of the Father in heaven. Is that not correct? So, so in other words, we have two advocates working for us. You got the Holy Spirit convicting you and speaking to you about the will of the Father in heaven. And you got the good Jesus, the Son, sitting on the right side of the Father, telling the Father, this person may be a mess, but Father, listen to his prayer and grant his request. I thought somebody said, yes, Lord. So we, we got two persons of the Godhead working for us 24-7. And for that, the Lord will keep on doing great and mighty things in our lives in the name of Jesus. Someone say fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So the, 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 the grace is that, that it also talks about the love of God. So love and fellowship of the Spirit, they go hand in hand. The Bible says in Romans 8.15, the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about our adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Someone says sonship. You know, there's a difference between a son and a servant. There's a difference between a son and a slave. A son has an inheritance from the father. A slave is just a hiring who could be fired and hired at any time. But if you are a son, you, have, you are a partaker in whatever the father has. And the notion of sonship and the love of God is illustrated in the parable of the prodigal son. Amen, somebody? Amen. So the Bible says this man had two sons. And one of the sons went to the father and said, Father, I know you've done good for yourself. I know things are okay. I know you love me, but I just want, uh, maybe you will live forever. I can't wait for too long. I just want a share of my inheritance. Give it to me, Father, so I could go and enjoy myself. And the Bible says, the man decided to give this younger son the share of his inheritance. So he went away. He was going around, go-go clubs, nightclubs, doing stuff, all kinds of things. Frittered away the money. He was in the famine. And then he lost his job. He couldn't even feed himself anymore. And he said, maybe things, the pigs, the swine were eating, maybe I could eat some of them. And he discovered, the Bible says, that he came to his senses. You know, there are situations when we need to come to our senses. He had to speak to himself. You know, the greatest kind of conversations you may have is with yourself. Are you here, somebody? 
he was convinced, it was clear to him that nothing he was doing was working. So he spoke to himself. He didn't, his pastor didn't preach to him. He didn't listen to any tape. He didn't watch nothing on the internet. He didn't stream HOP on the internet. He just spoke to himself and decided to go back home and say, Father, I'm back home. I just want to be your slave. But the dad said, no, you are my son and you forever remain my son. When the Bible says the father decided to throw a party for his younger son because he was happy. But the older son became unhappy. It is not funny sometimes when you are at the point of celebration and those you thought will celebrate with you are working against you. Have you ever shared your testimony with somebody and then they begin to tell you, my testimony is actually greater than your testimony. Glory to God, somebody. So the older son was unhappy because the father decided to kill a fattened calf for the younger son. He said, Father, even a tiny little goat, you didn't kill for me. But the older son, he was getting it wrong. He was looking at himself as a slave working for the father. It is not about how hard you slave for God, but how diligently you respond to his love. You didn't get that? It is not about how hard you slave for God. It is how diligently you respond to his love. So the Bible says, the older son, he said, I'm not going to uh, join this party. But the father said, it is not about the fattened calf. Everything I own, the fattened calf, every of my stock, they've always been there for you. You're craving what you could have taken years ago. You've mistaken servitude for service. You don't earn my love, just find rest in my abundant love. And the Lord is talking to somebody today. I love you so much. You are the object of my affection. Your life in Jesus is not just about doing or serving. The life I've called you to in Jesus is a life of love and intimacy with me. I have loved you with an everlasting love from eternity. Who told you you need to walk for my love? Reciprocate my love by just praising me. Landing at my feet like Mary. But you've been distracted for too long. The Lord is telling someone here, my greatest command is for you to love me, not to sleep for me. I called you to abide in my love, not to earn my love. This parable is like God, even the, the Father is like God. God is saying, the choice is yours, I will not force you. I didn't force the elder son to come to the party. I didn't force the younger son to stay at home. It is your choice. Tell your neighbor, it is your choice. God is telling somebody, just like the way the daddy ran out to meet the younger son and hug him, I am ready to step out. Won't even you do yourself to me. It is no longer up to me. My only begotten son has finished the work. I made everything available to you. It is because I love you. The love of God is available to somebody here. I don't know 
whether you desire it. I don't know whether you understand it. I don't know whether you want it. But the love of God is available here today. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. The third part, then I go back to the first part, is about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Someone say the grace. Many times we don't understand what grace, grace means. There is a great story of grace in Genesis 38 from verse 27 to 30. When you go home, read the whole chapter, talks about Judah and his family. The Bible says at that point Judah connived to sell his brother Joseph. You know the popular Joseph that went to jail. The popular Joseph that was sold to the Ishmaelites, the Joseph that went to jail, the Joseph that got messed up by Potiphar's wife, that was the brother of Judah. Judah was the one that connived to sell his brother. He went abroad. The Bible says he arranged even for his first son, called Er, E-R, to marry a woman called Tamar. Someone say Tamar. So Judah went abroad. He had two sons, three sons. One was Er. Another one was Onan, and the third one was Shelah. So Judah found a wife for his first son called Ur, but the Bible says the man died without even a child. So Judah said, don't worry Tamar, I got another son called Onan, marry my other son. So Onan married Tamar, but Onan wasn't happy with the situation, he wasn't ready even to father a child with Tamar. So the Bible says he will spill his seed even when they were meeting. Amen. And the Bible says God wasn't happy even with Onan. So Ur died, Onan died, remaining one child. So, one child. so Tamar said, Father-in-law, what are we going to do? Father-in-law said, not a problem. I have another little son called Shelah. When Shelah comes of age, he can marry you. But the father-in-law, Judah, he went back on his word. So Tamar, at this point, she was frustrated, she was disillusioned, and she was discouraged. And she decided, I, I gotta have to do something to hit back at my father-in-law. So she disguised as a prostitute. Maybe she knew that the father-in-law, he had issues. Someone say he had issues. So she disguised even as a prostitute and the father-in-law went in and slept with her. Now listen to this carefully. Tamar became pregnant. Her father-in-law impregnated her. Are you listening? That was the household of Judah. So Tamar had twins. One is called Perez and the other one was Zerah. Praise God so so the conception of these twins wasn't in the plan of people around, but it was in the plan of grace. Someone say grace. You didn't get that. You see how messed up the whole thing is? How messed up Judah and his family is? But at the end of the day, grace spoke for him. Are you listening to somebody? Grace will speak for you. You didn't get that. In that area where you have messed up, grace shall speak for you. Now, despite the errors in the household of uh, this, one of the twins called Perez, he grew up to become the head of the ruling clan in Judah. Are you here, somebody? God overruled the transgressions of Judah 
and wrote his name into history. Let, let me explain this to you. If you look at the genealogy of Christ in Matthew 1, the Bible says this is the genealogy of Christ. Listen very carefully. The Messiah, the son of David. He was the son of Abraham. Abraham was the son of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. And Jacob was the father of who? Jacob was the father of who? Judah. The same Judah that messed up. The same Judah that went into sleep, even with Tamar, his even daughter-in-law. The same Judah was in the genealogy and line of the Messiah. Now, at the end of the day, Judah was even more prominent than his prominent brother called Joseph. Now, the Bible says Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers, including Joseph. Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, the twins even he had with Tamar, the Bible says whose mother was Tamar, Perez was the father of Israel. So in other words, even with all the mess in the house of Judah, because grace broke for Judah and Tamar, they became even in the line of the Messiah. I thought somebody said, yes, Lord. Now, let, let me put this in another context. So, thus Tamar, who was a deceiver, who was a Canaanite woman, a foreigner and unbeliever, he was the first of five women, including Ruth, a foreigner, Rahab, the prostitute, they were integral in the purpose of God's salvation in bringing the Savior into this world. Glory to God. Is it God is able to bring up the beauty from our beast? He wants us to come back to Him in repentance, promising to use those experiences for our good. Judah, he sold out on his family, he sold out on his religion, he sold out on his moral. Yet, grace casts his sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Tamar was meant to be known as a conniver. Who conned a father-in-law? But grace changed her story. I don't know what your story is, but declaring to you this morning, grace shall change your story. Grace shall speak favor into your life. From your seed, a giant shall come forth. Giant in business. Giant in the gospel. Giant in government. In the name of Jesus. You may be like Judah, deliberate in the rebellion. You may be like Tamar, making decisions out of desperation. You might have had some immoral relationships. You might have cheated. You might have had a failed marriage. You might have had a couple of abortions. You might have committed a crime. You might have lied against your colleague even at work. But God has not turned away. His grace is still available unto you. Somebody say, yes, Lord. You have to do is to believe his promise receive the gift of grace he offers through christ now you begin to wonder what exactly is this grace it is god's benevolence on the undeserving it is a gift that is free to us even not to jesus it is what makes us successful it is greater than our sin it is more abundant than we expect grace is too wonderful for words Grace transforms our mess into a message. It changes our troubles even into triumphs. It changes our sorrow 
into songs of joy because the Bible says God is our song and our salvation. Grace gives us a reason to live. The grace of God, the love of Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So the fellowship binds everything together. Amen, somebody. Now Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, I was given a thorn in my flesh, my God, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Glory to God. And Paul said, just like most of us, he wanted to pray this problem away. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a way you have a problem and say, Lord, I, I just want you to take this problem away. I can't do this anymore, Lord. But God says, I'm not going to take it away. Instead of doing that, I will make sure that my grace will be sufficient for you. The Lord says, I should tell somebody here, there are things you are going through. You will keep on going through them. It is my grace that will strengthen you to go through them. There is somebody here, even at work, things are shaky. Your boss is messing up. God is saying, I am keeping you there for a purpose. My grace shall be sufficient unto you. I don't know what you are going through, but God is saying, my grace shall be sufficient for you. I will close in a couple of minutes. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Want to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Once you connect with the Holy Spirit, once the Spirit is working in you, once the Spirit is acting, even is active in you, you can go to God and ask God anything, He will reveal those things unto you. Once the Holy Spirit is active inside of you, people of God, you will begin to benefit from the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking about the gifts of the Spirit, I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Are you here, somebody? And I don't know whether there are some people here, you're not satisfied where you are in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Lord is saying, if you desire it, if you want it really bad, if you are desperate for it, I am able, happy and willing to release some gifts upon you this morning. And I just want us to rise up, I have just a couple of minutes to pray. I don't know what you are from the Holy Spirit, but I know there are some people here. You are desiring a gift. There are some here. Your gifts have been comatose for a while. Your gift has been inactive. There are some people here. You don't even understand whether you have a gift or not. But I'm here to assure you, you got a gift. Tell your neighbor, I have got a gift. It may not look like it. It, look at them, look, look at them powerfully. It may not look like it. Uh, you may not feel it. But I got a gift. I got a gift. I got a gift. Glory be to God. Lift up your hands, people of God, and begin to ask God, Master, the kind of gift you want the Holy Spirit to begin to distribute to you this morning. Lift up your voices. A gift of prophecy, gift of speaking in tongue, gift of interpretation of tongues, whatever the gift is. Lift your, lift your hands this morning. The Spirit of God is here powerfully. God is able to touch you. You gotta decide. You gotta decide to desire it. You gotta have that decision.
person, you got to be determined and, 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 and be, be clear in your mind. Father in heaven, I want this gift. I want this gift. For those of you who are not able to speak in tongues and you are desiring to be able to speak in that heavenly language, I lift up your voices and begin to speak. Lift up your voices and begin to speak. And I know in the next couple of weeks, there shall be testimony on this altar of what the Lord has done today concerning gift. Lift up your voices. I will hear two or three people even receiving, praying, and desiring. I lift up your lift up your voices and begin to say, Lord, because of the fellowship, my fellowship with the Holy Spirit, my communion with the Holy Spirit, because I'm partnering with the Holy Spirit. And I know, I know there are some benefits even of the Holy Spirit who will begin to shine even upon me right now. Thank you, King of Glory. Father, we bless you this morning. We just adore you, God. We give you glory. It is a privilege to be before you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the gifts you have distributed to your people. And I say that the gifts shall be even used for your glory. In the name of Jesus. And I just want to say this prayer powerfully unto you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the grace that speaks favor, the grace that transforms, the grace that moves you from where you are to where God wants you to be, the grace that erases your mistakes, the grace that moves your sins to the sin to the sins of forgetfulness, the grace that takes you higher. May that grace be upon you, and may the love of God, the love that is so powerful, the love that doesn't see your, 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 the bad things you've done. The love that says whatever the situation I love you. The kind of love that the father showed to the younger son in the parable of the prodigal son. I release that love upon you this morning. I say I release that love upon you this morning. The love the love that you will use even to love your neighbor. The love that we use to love God and respond to his love. I raise that love upon you. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit shall be with you all. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. And God's people say it loud. Amen.